What a joy it is to hear the church gathering and welcoming each other. Thank you for being so warm and friendly. Um, it is a joy to, uh, to be here today. And um, I want to say aloha to you, Mission Church. Today, uh, today is one of those bittersweet days in the life of the church. Um, we, we know why it's sweet. Because today is the Lord's Day and we celebrate the Lord. It's also sweet because Chandra got to share about our quizzers and she didn't tell you the story of returning home and kind of the challenges there and how God worked in such beautiful ways. But that's sweet because God is at work. Another reason why today is sweet is because you may have noticed that when you came to church today, the church was popping a little bit. Now, it looked so good. And there was about almost 30 people yesterday working here at the church, making this place more beautiful for the glory of God. When you leave today, notice how gorgeous the walkways look and how all of our curbs are painted bright red. It was chipping and fading and, and people care enough about this place that they came and, and rolled the paint and, and par washed. And then right here in the courtyard, we, we changed the, um, the mulch that we had that got everywhere to some lava rock. It's because, you know, I'm from Hawaii and we're going to change the landscape for the pastor. I, I love this church. But we put lava rock in there so that it wouldn't just scatter everywhere. And, and to all of the people who worked yesterday, my sincere mahalo nui loa. Thank you very much for giving of your time and your effort to beautify this place for the glory of God. So we have some wonderful reasons why today is such a sweet day. We glorify God. But today is also, the, the, the little bitter part of it is that today uh, we will be sending three of our families as missionaries across the country and uh, the, they will be moving from San Diego. They are the Dempseys, the Ganatakases, and the Earhart's. And um, at the end of our service, we're going to hear from them and, uh, and then Pastor Bob is going to come and pray over them while we have them stand in the front and we'll welcome you as we did the Amorosos and the um, Unversats. For those of you who know them and love them, you can lay hands on them and Pray for them as we send them. But at times like this, I'm reminded of a passage of scripture from the Gospel of John chapter 15. If you have that, uh, that your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me. We're going to use the text here as um, our verse for today. When, 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 when families start moving away, as is the case so often in churches, um, this passage comes to my mind and my heart where Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And he cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit, but every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, the Earhart's asked a special request of me and they said, Pastor Gordon, when you preach the day we move away, our last Sunday, can you preach from the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible? And I said, sure, I can. And so I, I'll put this passage up here for you uh, to the air hearts. And this is the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible. And I wanted to make sure we read the English version so you all know what I'm saying. But Jesus said, I had a guy that you guys stay tight with. I had a grapevine, but me, I for real kind. And my father, he'd a farmer guy 
that take care of the grapevine. And all the people that tell they stay tight with me, but they no more fruit, my father chop them off. And all the people that stay tight with me, he trimmed the branches for them, get more plenty fruit. The word of the Lord. Uh, so today, as you can tell, my sermon is on the pruning of the church. And when you look back over the past three years, wouldn't you agree that COVID-19 was a time of pruning in the church, right? I mean, the, 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 the church, in fact, everyone, everyone struggled through COVID-19, especially the early parts of it. And when the lockdown happened, no church was, was unscathed from that. Every church was hit hard. And when the, the end of the pandemic, of course, we're not there yet, but towards the end of, of the last maybe three, four months ago, when, when people started to come back, many came back, thank the Lord, but many did not. And, and, and that I see as a part of the church being pruned you know, at that time. And, and, and I, I understand a little bit about pruning. I, I have a garden at my home. I got four fruit trees in the back that don't produce as well as I would like them to. And, and, and I'm learning more about gardening and, and taking care of my plants. But one of the things that I understand, I'm, I'm understanding a little bit more, is that, that the pruning of plants, there's a reason for that. You, you trim away some of the branches so that the nutrients can get to the fruits and the buds and, and, and the plants will be healthier. Have you ever seen an overgrown bush? An overgrown, they, they don't produce well what you want them to produce, which is good, healthy fruit. Gardeners, they totally understand that and I'm learning to be a better one. <laughs> and the, the, the beautiful thing is that this is how God created plants to be, right? This is his plan for how we grow good, healthy fruit on plants. You prune it, and as you do, they grow healthier and more fruit. And it's kind of counterintuitive, like you would chop down branches so that good can happen. And, 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 and the thing that I know, I think, I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I know it's counterintuitive, and... Um, and the same principle kind of applies to the church. However, if you were to ask a plant, I've never talked to the plant and had the plant respond back to me, but, but if you were ever to talk to a plant and ask the plant, hey, would it be okay if I pruned you so that we can grow healthier and better fruit? You know what I think the plant might say? No way. No way, brah. <laughs> I don't think so, right? And... Uh, why? Because it probably hurts to chop off limbs so that you can grow healthier fruit. It hurts. And probably I could just picture a plant saying to the gardener, I'll tell you what, why don't you chop off a few fingers and toes, right? Prune yourself and come back and talk to me about growing healthier and better fruit. <laughs> I, that's what I would imagine a plant saying. And even in the life of the church, in the life of the church, God didn't ask the pastor. God, no, nobody came to me and said, Hey, pastor, would it be okay if, if we pruned Mission Church a little bit? Because if someone came and asked me, 
I'd say, no way, brah. <laughs> no way. Because wouldn't it be great, church, if the Dempseys and the Gunatakases and the Earhart's and the Unversots and the Amorosos were all still here? Wouldn't that be great? We could all still be together. You know, we don't have to say goodbye. Our church would grow. We'd fill in more of the empty seats. I'll tell you what, I would like that. Because I'll tell you what, it hurts when the people that we love and we care for move away, when they leave. In much the same way that it probably hurts the plants a little bit when we chop off branches. But what I love so much about the Word of God and the truth of what we learn is that in verse 2, it says that for the branches that bear fruit, those are the ones that when I prune, it becomes more fruitful. See? And since I've been here over the past a little bit over a year now, you know what I have seen? And you know what I have noticed as I hear about the past and I look forward to the future. Mission Church is a fruitful church. You, we are. And you should say amen. We are. <laughs> this is a fruitful church. God is doing a great work in our church. And what the Bible tells us is, it is the churches that already bear fruit that I will prune. So that these churches... Mission Church can become even more fruitful. Oh, man. And so, these amazing families that are moving away, I, I, I see that as pruning for our church. And despite the fact that we we're sending them off as missionaries, I believe what the Word of God tells us is that we will see our church become fruitful even more. And this message is not just for the church, it's for our own personal lives. Because when you understand that when there's times in your life that God is pruning you, right? And He's working on you, and He's chopping away those things that, that maybe hinder you from a closer relationship with Him, that's, that's when we start to bear more fruit ourselves. And, and, and for the Dempsey's, and for the Ganatakases and, and, and for the Earhart's, this is a time of, I understand, this is a time of pruning for you too. You'll be pruned from your home church, the church that I know that you love, where you just are amazed every Sunday at the pastor's message, right? Amen. <laughs> and the warmth of the fellowship in this congregation. You, I know you'll miss that dearly. And I have a message moving forward for the church, for those families moving away, and for us as well too. You see, how does it, how does it work that when you prune something, it bears more fruit? How, how does it work that when you prune the church, that the church will bear more fruit? How does that how does that work? It works the same way when you prune a plant. The plant bears more fruit. You see, growing the church 
It's not about what I do. And believe it or not, it's not so much about what you do too. The, the act of growth, the, the very thing that causes the church to grow, it's an act of God. Only God can do that. In the same way, people don't grow plants. We can plant the seed. We can water the seed. But what, what makes it grow? It's that supernatural God-infused DNA in the plant that causes it to grow. In fact, the Apostle Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 to 9. Listen to what he says. He says, What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you've come to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos, Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. You see? So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. But only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. God's building. And to that, I would even add, you are God's church. And God is the one that grows the church. God is the one that makes fruit to grow on trees, and it makes fruit to grow in the body of Christ. But we all, we all have a part to play, like Apollos did and Paul did. Some planted, some watered it, but God is the one that makes it grow. So make no mistake about it. That when the church is pruned, in order to bear more fruit, we do our part. But God is the one that produces the fruit and makes it grow. And so, what happens then when pruning takes place? Because we are being pruned, and we will constantly be pruned. Right? Last two weeks ago, the Unresats and the Amorosos moved. We sent them as missionaries. Today, three more families. In the future, even more people. Nick, you're going to be heading out sometime soon as well. We know that, right? And so, we're being pruned all of the time. And so, when you are pruned, when things hurt, we have a choice to make. We can run from what hurts us. We can run away. Or we can turn to God. And I think that's a part of why God makes pruning a process for growth. Because when we are pruned, I believe that it is God's intention for us to continue to connect with Him. In fact, to abide in Him. If you have your Bibles open in John chapter 15, keep reading with me. We already know Jesus says He's the true vine and His Father is the gardener. And He cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit. But every branch that bears fruits... He prunes so that it be even more fruitful. And look at what verse 4 and 5 say. Remain in me. That's what he says. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear bear much fruit but apart from me 
apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. Powerful words, church. Now, for those of you, uh, and I'm speaking primarily to the Earhart's who want to hear it in pigeon, here's, here's what it says. Stay tight with me. I'm going to stay tight with you. The branch no can make fruit if no stay tight with the vine. Same thing. You guys no can do nothing if you guys no stay tight with me. Me. I'm a grapevine. And you guys the branches. Whoever come tight with me, I stay tight with them. They're going to be one branch that get plenty fruit. Because you guys, you no can do nothing if you no stay tight with me. Again, the word of the Lord. <laughs> As our church and for the families that are moving, that are, I say moving away, I should, be, I should say this, as the families we are sending as missionaries, the word for us today is, you've got to stay tight with the Lord. You've got to stay tight with the Lord, now more than ever, because if we stay tight with God, that's when we're going to produce fruit. Now, I have asked the Dempseys, the Earhart's and the Ganatakis's, if they would come and share. And they all agreed too, so go ahead, come on up and uh, go ahead and grab the microphone over here um, and stand, stand behind me as we finish up our message today. Today, I have shared this sermon for the benefit of our church, for these beautiful families that we are sending. Pruning, church, is painful. Amen? Pruning is painful. But let's be committed to remaining in the vine. Let's be committed not to run from the pain, but to lean in on our relationship with the Lord. Because if we don't, we're not going to do nothing. <laughs> Let's bear fruit beautifully, beautifully for the glory of God. I'm going to ask Heather and Van and Brian and the, those others who will share um, and give them the opportunity to express what this church has meant to you. And then when they are done, we're going to present them with some sending certificates. And uh, I've asked Pastor Bob Smith if he would come um, pray. And I'm going to ask Brian. Brian, would you pray for our church as you all leave? We need prayer as well, too. And then Pastor Bob is going to come and pray. And we're going to ask our families to come down here. And if you would like to come and lay hands on them towards the close of the service, we'd love to do that. But Heather, would you share um, from your family uh, about how this church has been a blessing to you? Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm going to do my best. So I might cry and I'm nervous. So, um, Us coming to mission goes back 19 years. And I say that because James's first duty station was in 29 Palms, and we met the Zwickers. And if you don't know, Becca is a Zwicker. <laughs> and we met her family there, and they loved on us and became our family. And four years ago, I was looking for a church, knowing we were coming here, and I'm looking at the website, and I see a picture of Becca. 
And over the last 19 years, I've been in contact with her sister. I was more friends with her than anything. But so I contacted her sister, and I was like, that's your sister. She's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. What does she think about the church? She's like, she loves it. Just so happened, both of them were here that first Sunday. And so we knew somebody at church to be able to love on us. Because as most of you know, your first Sunday at a new church is hard. You know, you don't know anybody. And so just starting with that first Sunday, we were loved on. And all four of our girls have been loved on by so many people here. And you guys have been become aunts and uncles and grandparents to them and have prayed for them and um, helped us go through so much. And during our time here, James has had two knee surgeries and helped us get through all that. And um, I know many people have said, this is not goodbye. We'll see you later. So thank you guys for loving on our family and for continuing to be our family. We will see you again. Hello, everybody. Um, I don't know what's scarier, me uh, getting them giving me a microphone or actually standing up here and talking to you. Um, You know, it's funny. I've been going to this church since... 2007, I've stood up on the stage before. This is the first time I've actually ever spoken a microphone, so it's a little scary. So anyway, my journey actually started back in 2007 with uh, Mission Church. Um, many of you know, I spent a couple days in the military. I was actually stationed here in 2006. Retired in 2014, but I had every intention when I got here in 2006. I was going to do my two years, do my time of grade, and I was going to go back to Florida. God had other plans for me, obviously, right? So I met my beautiful wife, Barb, who keeps me out of trouble most of the time. Uh, She does a pretty good job of that. And I had to write my notes, so forgive me if I'm looking down here because I don't want to miss anything. Um, So like I said, I actually started attending uh, this church in, in 2007. Those of you who know me, I wasn't actually raised in the church. I, I didn't know who God was. I didn't know who Jesus was. Uh, my, my grandparents on my father's side were actually instrumental, and in, uh, God worked through them. And, you know, that was uh, kind of my beginning of, you know, being a, being a Christian. Um, I'll keep it brief. But so being here has been amazing. God has uh, blessed me beyond anything I could ever Imagine, you know, I've got, I've made some amazing friends, uh, especially in the last two or three years. I was actually accepted by, you know, guys like Chad Wolf over here and Tim Fessler and Van, you know, just amazing, amazing people. <laughs> John Payton, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean that in all seriousness. I'm trying not to lose it here because I have a tendency of being a big baby and start crying, so I'm trying not to. Um, as I'm sitting here, I'm going to try to keep this brief. You know, I, I try to do my, my reading in the morning, you know, my Bible. And I actually was sitting there thinking, God, what, what am I going to say? I'm going to stand up here on the stage and I'm going to look like an idiot if I, don't, if I don't say something. So as I'm reading, I'm reading through Ephesians. Let me put my glasses on because I can't see anything otherwise. Ephesians 4.16, which says, and this is the NIV 
From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I looked at that, and I thought, you know, I'm kind of slow, so i got to read it in another version. So I, I went to the uh, NLT, and it basically says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And how that resonated with me here, I'm going to lose it. Um, This body of believers here has just been, God has blessed me more than I could ever even imagine. But I know also that when we, you know, head east, there's a body there too that I know that God is, is preparing, you know, our way for. So I know that, that there's a plan. I don't know what it is exactly, but God has that plan and the, and amazing body believers uh, that we're going to fall into as we're being pruned, as Gordon said. Um, and I probably better stop right there, but that's really, I, I love it. You guys have been amazing and I'm so grateful and thankful for, for who you are and, and where God has led me. Thank you. That's a tough act to follow. Um, I'm Barb. I'm Brian's wife, um, for those of you who don't know me. And I have actually been in this church for more than 30 years. Um, I started when I was four. If you can believe that, that's really not true. Um, But through those 30 years, a lot of life has happened, you know, as it has for all of us. I went through a divorce. I was raising a son who was splitting time. Um, This church loved on my son and when he started to walk away there were those they're not here now they have also been transplanted we'll say that loved him back into this family and this church loved on me when I was embarrassed and feeling down and like a terrible sinner for being divorced and you guys loved on me and you have no idea the impact that has. And then you welcomed this guy (laughs) into your arms. Um, And and that's amazing. We have been loved on. I've had the privilege of serving here in various capacities, in the library, um, with caravans, with all sorts of different things. This day I have been praying about for 16 months because it's been a long time coming. And I'm super sad to see you go. But yes, it's see you later, not goodbye, because we plan to come back. But just know, for those of you that aren't involved, there's a lot of people here that are leaving, and there's going to be spots that needs to be filled. And God has really laid that on my heart, that we need you to step up. Just like when we go, we're... We don't know what church we're going to go to yet. There's going to be people that have left and places that we need to step in. And we've been praying for that. And we hope you will pray for that as well. But just thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. For friends who are family. We'll never forget you. This is home. This is home. Thank you.
I, I wasn't going to talk, but I am. We'll see how far I make it. So just bear with me. <laughs> Gordon said, uh, mentioned how much we love the church. <laughs> Can't even begin to express. I don't know if there's a word. How much we love this church. <laughs> All of my children have been with you, Jamie. My baby girl and my son were both baptized right here when this is a sanctanasium and not what it is now. We have met our best and closest friends here. I also served in Caribbean with Janet for so long. <laughs> Ten years together for the third and fourth graders. Um, all those sashes and badges that are on those scarves and yeah, they went through my sewing machine, so every time you see those, and hopefully when the kids see them, they'll remember. Oh, Miss Sandy did those. Um, this is this is leading you guys. Oh my gosh, it's the hardest thing ever. But like um, Barb said, we are we go because God sent us. We feel that. If you hear the whole story, it was God leading us to go to Tennessee. Why? I, not, we'll figure it out when we get there. You know, because we're leaving San Diego for Tennessee, but we know that he has great plan for us out there. So we covet your prayers as we go. Um, I don't know that we will ever find people that we love. Like, we love you guys, but I hope so, you know. I hope so. Okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. So we were fortunate enough to have the four of us have dinner with the Wongs the other night. And I said, you know, Gordon, you've been here just over a year. And just in the last two weeks, there's been five families that have left. What's that mean? I don't know. So 33 years at Mission Church and three kids raised here in the church. Where do I begin? Don't know. Some of you know me as a cop. Some of you know me as a retired cop, but I'm a big softy. Right, Jenny? <laughs> but anyways, the impression that this church has made on not only my life, Santa's life, but our kids' lives. All three of our kids... In a serving, or in a serving lifestyle. Our oldest son, Travis, Staff Sergeant in the United States Air Force. Our middle son, Bradley, who a lot of you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> we always told him, Bradley, you make us tired. And at 30 years old, that's true. And he's, he's going into the ministry. He's up at NNU with his wife, and they're both going into the ministry. Carissa, her goal is to work in, as an RN. She's currently a medical assistant working in the pediatric area. So all three of our kids have watched us, watched you, and now they're serving in some aspect to God's gift, the human race. You've helped us through so many ups and so many downs especially in 2013 when I got my pacemaker, unbeknownst to me or anybody else. It just happened. But God blessed me out of very negative things 
come some very positive things, but we don't know what it is or when it's going to be. But it was after that that I said, what do you want me to do? And he has blessed me with the ability to be here to protect you folks. They're in life safety ministry. After 30 years of the experience and training and the opportunities that I have, I can now bring that to not only my church family, but other churches as well that I've helped get their organization started in that aspect. Oh, I had a lot more to say, but I, and you know me, I like to make a joke here and there, but uh, we're so blessed. So blessed. And uh, in Hawaii, they say, we'll see you. Yeah, that. <laughs> and uh, a lot of you know that I say that I was born 100 years too late. I should have been born in 1860. Well, cowboys say, they don't say goodbye. They say, see you later. So Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in the vine. We had some beautiful parting gifts for you. We ordered it a month ago. But because of supply chain issues, these beautiful crosses with Jesus inscribed in the middle that we had planned to give to you all is still on its way. <laughs> and when it arrives, we will present them to you. I'm sorry about that. And here, this is um, sending certificates. We're sending you as missionaries from Mission Church to your destination. The day that you guys return back to Mission Church, you can turn those back into me and we'll receive them. <laughs> um, and, uh, but we want you to know that uh, in the same sentiment of your love for us, we love you as well, too. Pastor Bob, would you come? Brian, I've asked Brian, who was uh, the most recent member of our church board, if uh, he would pray for us. And then I've asked Pastor Bob to pray for them. And so to the rest of the families, would you guys come down here to the floor? And um, for those of you in the church that would like to come and join us up here and lay hands on these people because you care for them and you love them, I invite you all to stand as we close in this time of prayer. And feel free to join in. And Brian, would you pray for our church? I will. Um, first of all, uh, Pastor Gordon, I'd like to say that uh, we do accept that mission as uh, we go out and, uh, into the world and uh, be missionaries for Christ. And I'd like to offer a word of prayer. Dearly Father, gracious, glorious, and wonderful Father, I want to thank you, Lord, first of all, for this amazing body of believers, Father God, that, that I know love you so very much. And strive every day to glorify you and honor you, even in the face of adversity, Lord God. And 
just the way the, the world is, Lord, and the way things are in this day and age, Father God. I just am so thankful for those who stand up and hold true to you, Father God. I pray blessing over this body of believers, this congregation, Father God, that you would strengthen them and continue to raise them up to be warriors for you, Father God, and to glorify you and your son, Jesus, Lord. And I also pray that as we travel, that you would just continue to be with us, Father God. But more importantly, I'm just so thankful for this body of believers that you would continue to prosper and allow them to just grow and uh, continue to just preach your word, Father God, and be a light in this world that uh, where we're at, Father God. And these things I pray in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. And now, Father, as we continue, we recognize that your vineyard has no boundaries. And Lord, whether it be in Virginia or whether it be in Tennessee or whether it be in San Diego, there are places of ministry to be filled. There are lives to be touched. There are lives to be renewed and given the hope of eternal life. And Lord, we pray with the Dempseys, the Gonotakases, and the Earhart's, Lord, That is, they have said they will not forget us, Lord. May we have them on our prayer lists. And will you use the gifts and graces, Lord, that you have given to them to make a difference in that new part of the vineyard and where they'll find themselves and where they'll find their place of service? We thank you for their lives. We thank you for their commitments to this local fellowship, to this congregation. May their lives bear fruit as they keep tight with you, Father. As they sense what it means to follow Jesus, even in a new location. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen.